Welcome to the Mixtape, a podcast that delves into all things music. Join host Mia Esperanza as she takes you on a journey through the world of sound and rhythm, exploring the latest trends, classic favorites, and hidden gems in the music industry. From rock and roll to country and blues, from pop to classical, Mia will share her passion for music with you and give you a new appreciation for the art that moves us. So sit back, turn up the volume, let's get ready to rock. This is the Mixtape. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Mia with the Mixtape, and I have a pair of very special guests with me. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Uh, yes. I'm Leah Dana. And uh, Brian McCurry. Okay. We're Velvet Rodeo. Yes. So I actually met these guys last time I was here in Nashville. I was celebrating my master's degree, and I went to the stage, I think is where I saw right, you guys. Right. Yeah, and I have a really awesome video of you like coming up to me and singing. I think it was Gunpowder and Lead, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and so I saw that, sent it to my mom, and she was like, they're just so absolutely cool. Love your style, everything down to the branding. Like, I think you guys are just doing everything right. So Thank you. Thank you for being here. We are really excited. I know a lot of people are excited for this episode. So I want to start off and, like, allow you guys to tell us a little bit of your story. Like, where did each of you get started with music, and then how did you come together? Okay. Well, I think for both of us, music is something we've always done growing up, uh, I just, ever since I was a little girl, just loved singing, and I actually started writing songs when I was about 10 or 11, and then begged my mom for a guitar so that I would have something to play along and to put music to these words I was writing, and of course, you know, I was 10 or 11, so the songs were terrible, (laughs) but thankfully, I think they've gotten better over the years, so my mom was able to scrape together enough money we had six kids in my family so Mm -hmm. it was kind of a a hard thing it was a big deal for her to get me my first guitar when i was 13 years old and yeah i've been playing and singing in church ever since then and every other opportunity i could get that's really awesome i love stories like that my family I'm actually not musically inclined at all. I just love listening to music, going to concerts and whatnot. My little brother got all of the musical talent in the family. So he got his first guitar. It was like a Keith Urban that is now hanging in my apartment as display. And it was like a $16 guitar that came with a CD, how to learn, how to play. And he's been hooked ever since. So I love stories like that. That's so cool. All my siblings turned out to be computer programmers. Like I'm the only musical one in the whole family. I have a lot of friends that are like, everybody I know is basically an engineer. And so to be the communications and the marketing person, it's just like, it's fun to stick out that way for sure. And uh, my my background's a little bit different in that I was a, I'm an only child. So, oh, wow. um, But yeah, and, uh, but my, uh, my family's very musical, I guess. Uh, My grandfather uh, was a preacher and he, played organ, piano, guitar, mandolin, like yeah. anything, you could pick up anything and play it. And uh, my mom has uh, a beautiful uh, alto voice. And so I, I grew up, you know, singing next to her in church. And, and then I started singing in uh, gospel quartets when I was about 19 years old. Oh, wow. And uh, so, and then kind of started singing out some on my own and then uh, and actually kind of got into musical theater. And mm-hmm. so when I was introduced cool. to musical theater, it, it 
it was like, oh my goodness, where has this been all my life? Just kind of clicked. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's it. And, you know, Leah, obviously, she, she sang a lot in church, too. She was our our worship director. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but we sang in church every every Sunday every together. Sunday. So. Oh, that's the, is that how you guys met? We actually, so we met doing a, a musical uh, production of Oklahoma. Yeah, right. We were both in the musical theater, and oh, I cool. had done several of the local productions, mm-hmm. and, and I guess he had as well, but we had never done them at the same time until... They had auditions for the show Oklahoma, which is my mom's favorite show. So I was like, oh, I have to do this for my mom. And uh, so we actually auditioned on different days, but we both got lead roles, but never had any scenes together on stage. It was so crazy. Uh, we ended up sharing a dressing room because they put all the lead characters in one, yeah. one smaller dressing room. Not just the two of us. Not just the two of us. There was like nine of us. Everybody was crammed into one crammed dressing room. Crammed into one yeah. dressing yeah. room. And... Uh, I think it was it was at the cast party uh, where we really found out that he, I found out he played out on his own and I played out on my own. Well, mm-hmm. she ambushed me one day. Oh, I had no I idea. She I, ambushed I me. Um, she brought in her guitar. Okay. And so when you play guitar, when someone else brings in a guitar, you're, you can't help it. You, you just you have, have to pick you, it up. You get the itch yeah. in your hands to just pick that guitar up. And I knew this about musicians because I am one. <laughs> and so I brought in my guitar one evening. It was like one of the last shows, I think, and uh, left it right in his chair where he wouldn't miss it. And he go, he walks in and he goes, oh, is that your guitar? Do you play? I'm like, oh, why? Why, yes, I do. <laughs> and uh, so before yeah. we, I knew it, he had the guitar out. We were playing and singing and yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you mapped out that whole <laughs> whole plan. I was, of course, oblivious to all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's typically how it goes. Yeah. You know, that's guys, right? Yeah. That's so awesome. So you guys are from North Carolina. Yeah, we are. Right? right? So how long were you there before you decided to do this transition to Nashville? So my hometown is Swansboro, North Carolina. So I've okay. been, been there most of my, my whole life. And... Uh, we met, we did the show in 2019, at the end of 2019, we decided to start singing together, and uh, we've been together ever since. Yeah. That's awesome. And I grew up in the western part of North yeah. Carolina, but I was living down on the east coast. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but we sang there for about two and a half years, mm-hmm. and um, we we felt like we had accomplished everything that we could accomplish being in just a local spot right we were a larger fish in in a small pond we felt like and we wanted to continue to grow and we knew Mm -hmm. if we if we didn't make a change we we would stop growing yeah so we knew coming to nashville that we would be like tiny 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 fish uh, in a really 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 big but we wanted that that. but yeah we wanted to push ourselves and um to grow and to to be able to to be in a, a creative environment musically because, mm-hmm. you know, as amazing as the place we, we lived, we were on the coast and mm-hmm. we were literally right on the ocean and there's so many beautiful places. Yep. Uh, we actually took some friends uh, when we did our album debut, we took some friends, they wanted to go with us back mm-hmm. to North Carolina and they all looked at us and they were like, why did you ever leave this <laughs> yeah. place, right? It's gorgeous. And they, cause they didn't under- fully understand that, you know, to be mm-hmm. here and to be in uh, a creative music space like Nashville is you can't do it anywhere else in the world. Right. Yeah. And I think the misconception is that 
the market is so saturated that it's impossible. My little brother, being 18, obviously Nashville is not the spot for him just yet, but I know that him and some friends that he has a move to Nashville is like not even on the docket yet because they're so worried about how many musicians are and all that stuff. And then they don't have their own identities yet. And right. so right. one of my favorite things about y'all is how different you are right. Like, right. from the way that you dress and the clothing, like all of it. I just, I, I love it, it from a branding perspective and everything. Y'all don't need my help at all. So <laughs> I love that. And I love your outfits. Do you want to oh, tell us you. about those? Um, yeah, I mean, well, it kind of goes with the name. I- I've always loved wearing velvet since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, in some way, how we came up with the name Velvet Rodeo in the in the very beginning. He said, you know, let's not just be Brian and Leah. Let's come up with something creative. And he, yeah. s- he said, I want something that's rugged yet refined, kind of like leather and lace but not leather and lace and it was the first thing out of my mouth was velvet rodeo because he's a cowboy and you know i'm obsessed with i would wear velvet over lace and so that was the first thing i said it was and uh, i actually didn't like the name it took me it took me a few days to um well a few weeks actually uh it took me a few weeks to i don't know let it ramble around in my head i guess and yeah um but then we had a a friend visiting and um i jokingly looked at her and said hey tell him that name you came up with and she said velvet rodeo and when she said it again it just resonated again i, I don't know why but it clicked, all of a sudden yeah. it just really resonated yeah. with me and my background is design so mm-hmm. i've been in some part creative my entire life it yeah. has been a kind of based around being yeah. creative so he was up till 2 a.m. Yeah. that night working on the logo, creating yeah. the website. Yeah, so I, I kind of took it and ran with it. and uh, So we've been Velvet Rodeo since uh, 2019. Yeah. So That's really awesome. So there was really no other, like, oh, we were almost this. Like, it, it was no. Velvet Rodeo. Yeah. No. From right, the there was, there was really yeah. no other name yeah. that was yeah. thrown out. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, honestly, like Just I said, so it didn't resonate with me at first, but then we we had no other ideas so like yeah but yeah so it really and and honestly um you know we both had success with you know doing things on our own being local artists and musicians in north carolina and yeah but But, when we came together that's that's when the magic happened that's when things started happening for us and we started growing yeah it's it's kind of crazy to look back on it because you know you you look back at what when you're in it, when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't look it look like you're accomplishing anything. Right. But yeah. like we look back on four years ago, where we were, and then where we are now, yep. and it's just right. exponentially, you know, grown like right. keeps growing. And you know, we felt like I think part of our journey too is um, we both felt like we had tried to kick in doors or open doors that were never going to open. Right. We had been both like banging our head against the doors. And then when we made the decision, um, really when we made the decision to, to do the bus and to move to Nashville, it's almost like every door just started opening yeah. and well, all we had to do was walk through it. Right. Yeah. And not to say that we haven't had, you know, scary moments and ups like and downs, ups and downs. Yeah. T- two blown tires on the bus on yeah. the way here yeah. oh man yeah so and yeah. um 
I'll tell you, I'll, I'll yeah. share one with you really Go quickly. Um, when we, we moved here in February and I was actually, I had a, a very nice uh, design marketing job with right. a software company right. out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And they loved that we that we sang together, and they would even send us to conferences. Uh, uh, they did software for uh, all the sheriffs, like across yeah. uh, tons of sheriffs across the nation, and so we would go and and perform for the sheriffs. And oh, that's really, yeah, really cool. it was really cool, and everything was like so good. They yeah. knew we were moving to Nashville, and they were very supportive. Right, and his job was so good; it was so stable that made me comfortable enough to leave my full-time position mm-hmm. in my church where I was the worship director and and make the move. Yeah, and but the company uh, brought in investors uh, in October and uh, everything was running really smoothly. We moved here in February and on Valentine's night, we had gone out to eat and uh, I, I randomly like looked at my phone. I don't know why I did that on yeah. Valentine's night, but um, randomly look at my phone and I had an email uh, requesting a 15 minute meeting in the morning. Mm. And I was like, yeah, this is not good. Like this yeah. doesn't feel right. And uh, so uh, it didn't take them 15 minutes to tell me that yeah. my uh, my job had been eliminated. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, <laughs> it, the next day we actually got a text uh, from Lance Carpenter and if you don't know Lance, definitely mm-hmm. look his music up. He yeah. wrote Kelsey Ballerini's first number one song. Oh, and nice. And he said, um, we have a, a writer's retreat tomorrow. And he's like, someone dropped out. Oh. Can you guys go? And so had we had I not yep. lost my job, I couldn't have gone to the writer's retreat. Yeah. And we ended up writing uh, six songs in three days. Yeah. And three of those songs are on our okay. new album. One of those... So, Actually, mm-hmm. two of those, Neon Reason and Hide yeah. on the Pedal. Okay. And Bridges That I Burn. Yeah. Which yeah. have been some of our favorites. Yeah. I absolutely love those songs. <laughs> yeah. uh, can you tell us the stories behind those songs? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so we'll start We'll start with High Heel on the Pedal. Well, we need to start with the fact that Leah, not only does she like make a ton of clothing for us, mm-hmm. she's got an amazing voice, she's beautiful. Um, but she's also like, I call her the queen of hooks and, you know, in a song for us, like we think about the hook Mm -hmm. and she just like out of the blue, randomly, like she'll say something and like bridges that I burned, you know, or you're just water under bridges that I burned. And she just says that. And I'm like, where did you think of that? So, yeah, that's probably one of the most clever lines that I've oh, ever wow, heard. Yeah, and when I show people, I'm like, I'm about to interview these people. <laughs> I pull up that song and I'm like, I want you to listen to this part. Uh, right. And everyone just always is like, whoa, that's yeah. so that's uh, yeah. so much worse than just a burned bridge. It is. <laughs> your yeah. water under your it. Your water under a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so she's so good at, at, you know, coming up with those hooks for songs. And then we write around around that. Mm-hmm. But I'll let yeah. you tell mm-hmm. about the song. Sorry. Uh, well, we'll start with high heel on the pedal, and uh, uh, my my story. You know, up until I've met Brian, and, and just a few years ago, uh, has not always been a happy one. But I was trapped in a very abusive relationship mm-hmm. for eight years. Um, I got married when I was very young because. My father was also abusive and mean mm-hmm. to my mom and my siblings. And so as so often happens, I left home early and married too young to a person that turned out to be just like my dad. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry <laughs> if I get emotional. No, you're good. Um, so I was in this relationship for eight years where he basically controlled my life and uh, told me where I could go and what I could do. And mm-hmm. sorry. No, you're okay. So, yeah, the person that yeah. you see, like, on stage, you know, yeah. like, you saw her perform, right? Absolutely. And so that person, you would not recognize the person that she was mm-hmm. four years ago. Right. I yeah, mean, that's so much she, to go through. Well, you know, I think, like, we're just now seeing, like, the real Leah, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, and just to be given the opportunity to, to blossom and yeah. to be who she really was supposed to be the whole the whole right. time that's yeah yeah right I love that so um it is a hard thing for me to talk about yeah, sometimes absolutely. it has gotten easier for me to talk about it and I just feel like if I had heard other women like speak out about it more I wouldn't have stayed in it for eight years mm-hmm. and uh music has just been something that I've always gravitated to and it it was my therapy during that time and I just mm-hmm. you know would write so many songs about what I was going through, and I think one day someone told me, she's, she said, you only have one life. You only get this mm-hmm. one time. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to get to the end of my life and wish that I had tried something different. And so I got, I got to the end of that eight years, and I said, you know what? I, I'm not going to be scared anymore. I'm not going to live mm-hmm. in fear. And I, I packed my car up, and I got my dog in the car, and uh, I drove far, far away. And yeah. Yeah, I haven't haven't looked back. And yeah, so with High Heel on the Pedal, we wrote that with uh, John Mullins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so we were at the writer's retreat. And, uh, you know, when you are when you go into a room, when you write songs with other people, we call them, you know, co-writes or, mm-hmm. or write with someone. Yeah, yeah. And basically, um, it forces you to come out of that room with a song. Mm-hmm. And because as creative people, sometimes we're uh, procrastinators a bit or, right. you know, we keep trying to to change things until we find that it's perfect and it's never going to be perfect. So, right. so putting yourself in that, in those environments, it's so crazy because, you, you know, you, you could come out with a song that it doesn't work mm-hmm. or you could come out with a number one song and, it, and it's, yeah. right. and it's just that crazy. And, um, so we went into the right and, um, you know, we basically were like, here's, here's an idea that we've had mm-hmm. that, and Leah kind of told her story. Right. Cause mm-hmm. literally ever since the day I left that situation, I've had the idea for the song high heel on the pedal. Yeah. And, uh, eventually one day we'd love to do a, a music video and cause I have this whole idea for a yeah. music video for that song. And, um, I would say Bridges That I've Burned uh, kind of ties into that song a little mm-hmm. bit um, because my ex didn't let it go so easily and mm-hmm. uh, would send us threats about showing up at shows because our schedule oh, was out there. Yeah. You know, he knew where I would be and he was a very violent person mm-hmm. and uh, would threaten to show up at my job and try to get me fired and all these things. And it's like, you're the one that hurt me just let it go. Let it mm-hmm. be water under the bridge that I had to burn. Yeah. And that's kind of where I came up with that line. Yeah. I love that line. I think it's so clever. <laughs> oh my gosh. It just, it's one of those that gives you goosebumps when you hear yeah. it because it's not something that you think of directly. Right. Yeah. So the fact that your brain just works like that <laughs> is so awesome. It's always fun too to see uh, the fans, audience, you know, listeners of your music 
especially when we're playing live. Mm-hmm. And I always love to, to see people's reactions when she gets to that that line that you know line, you're just water line. under bridges that i burn in yeah you see the light bulb go off like I about it's, fell out it's, yeah it's so cool to see the reaction and right and as a as a writers and performers that is the biggest compliment ever like yeah. to because you know that you're reaching people like and with high hill on the pedal uh right, when we yeah. oh my goodness it's we had really that. i mean we sang that song um we started singing it out in Nashville and the number of women that would come up after the show crying, Mm -hmm. like literally cry. I mean, I didn't, I had no idea that, you know, one in three women Mm -hmm. are are in a sensitive topic too, because like, I know a lot of those stories just aren't shared. And so for someone to be brave enough to talk about it and like help people get through it, whether that be music or whatever, I think it just impacts people in such a good way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it taught me a lot, you know, just being able to, to watch her be able to tell that story, you mm-hmm. know, it made me really proud of her. And, and also I think people or women in general have really gravitated to that song. And so my hope for that song is that mm-hmm. more women get to hear it because mm-hmm. I think it does resonate so, so much with, Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, one in three women that have yeah. been in that situation right. or some form of that, that situation. I just had no idea, I, mm-hmm. honestly. What yeah. about the streaming? I don't remember. Um, I think you guys briefly mentioned it. Something about the streaming of that song specifically. Oh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. So every time you go and stream High Heel on the Pedal, um, Everything that we make from that song goes to help protect the victims of domestic violence here in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. So. so that was something that I, I just was so excited <laughs> to hear that because as performers and artists, I think a lot of times like people hear the songs and it's it can be very surface level for a lot of people. Like they right. memorize the lyrics to sing the songs right. back sure. right. without actually kind of absorbing them. And then for you guys to back it up with like, hey, we're we're doing this because we believe in what we're doing. Right. I just I love it. So you guys have a really good cause and a mission. Yeah. And I think that was like one of the really big things that I was like, yeah, they're great performers, but the humanity that you guys have are amazing too. Yeah. And we we released it in October of last year because that is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And I think just the more awareness we can bring, you know, we can help those people. I've had people at shows come up to me saying that, you know, after I shared my story that I was in it for eight years, they would come up and say, I was in it for 10, I was in it for mm-hmm. 20. Like, it's it's just these heartbreaking stories. Yeah. I I think y'all are so awesome for doing that. I think that's so neat. And I, I own a nonprofit for women and girls with medical conditions. And so to see other people, like, look out for communities of women is just so inspiring. Because I, I think a lot of times, like, women we we push down pain whether that's mentally or physically right so for you guys to really do that it's just so awesome i know i'm beating a dead horse with (laughs) it but no it's okay yeah it's really cool so what about neon reason what was the story between that one so yeah we wrote we wrote that song with uh lance carpenter Mm -hmm. uh again so we'll say his name a lot because uh we met lance uh in North Carolina, in Wilmington, North Carolina, at a show, mm-hmm. at a fundraiser. And mm-hmm. you know when you meet people and, and you just gravitate 
mm-hmm. to them and and they mm-hmm. and they just seem like they're bigger than life but they're so personable and nice and approachable Down to earth and genuine yeah. yeah that's lance and um you know, he's the one that invited us to come on the, the writer's retreat right. in he's, Alabama. He's one of the big reasons that we mm-hmm. decided to make the move to Nashville. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Very, very instrumental in, in, in talking to us and, you know, not painting a, like a false picture of Nashville, but just saying, if you want to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. you need to be here. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't do it from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So um, we went in, in a write with uh, he and... Uh, um, and Carly, Carly Schmidt. Schmidt, sorry, Carly uh, Schmidt. Uh, it's Carly Schmidt and, uh, and Lance Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And we went into this, right. And we, you know, talked about several ideas and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and he pulls out his phone and he's like, I've had this idea for a while. Uh, and, and it's called neon reason. And, and as soon as he said it, we were all like, Yes. yes, that's what I wanted. That, let's, it, let's do that. One. Let's write this one. But the cool thing was, uh, we kind of wrote the song, or you know, they helped us write this song, um, at, with us as performers. Mm-hmm. In in my, we were kind of the inspiration, I guess, for the right. Yeah. Which is really cool. It, yeah, that yeah. was um, that was our first time experiencing something like that. Yeah. That's and, really neat. Uh, so. We, Lance is so cool because he even had like he was even like talking about yeah. choreography when we were done writing yeah. the oh, show. Wow. He's, like, He's like, okay, well, he you're gonna start on this side, thing, yeah. and, and this you're gonna be coming on this side of the stage, and you know yeah, we've still not so cool. got to experience doing that on a on a really big stage, but we would love to yeah. at some point, uh, you know, be able to fully bring that to fruition. I guess. So. Well, speaking of big stages what's what's the dream stage like if you could pick one walk up and say this is what we're doing so where would you go i should not sorry it's been circling my eyeball <laughs> see that uh i, think I it likes the hat i think we have two different answers for, for that question <laughs> well yeah it well we have multiple places we, we've talked about this but our, i think our our biggest goal um that we would like to accomplish mm-hmm. like in from now like we would love to do it this year. I don't yeah. know that it will happen, but we we would love to to make our Opry debut. Yeah. Like that is, yeah. we feel like we're at the level mm-hmm. that we've earned to be able to do it. If that, yeah. I don't want to sound um, overconfident or pompous well, by saying that. But we have worked. We've but, worked hard. We've not yeah. taken a day off uh, since the day that we moved here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Opry is definitely my yeah. dream. Yeah, I mean it's such a iconic. Um, milestone in in any musician's career that that does mm-hmm. it's it's humbling yeah. it's it would uh, be the biggest honor oh yeah the biggest yeah. honor oh yeah. yeah i think i don't i haven't even been to the grand Ole opry i know that that's no well, it's okay so i haven't either yeah and it, it's so crazy I, i've kind of lived a sheltered life up until you know my my life changed and i met brian um but all these opportunities have opened up for, for me to experience things for the first time because of our music and because mm-hmm. we're singing. I had never been to Vegas or California or Texas yeah. before, and now all of a sudden we're having these shows there, and it's just been wonderful. So we've I've not been to the Opry, but I just I kind of have a gut feeling like I want my first time there to be, to be the performing there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that would be really, no, it's really, it really awesome. Is. And we only live... A- like a quarter mile from the Opry. Yeah, so. we passed it. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's crazy. But uh, we that's 
that's our biggest goal. Our next biggest goal is yeah. to, to be able to step on that stage and, and, you know, to be able to say that we've played at the Opry. Like that's yeah. the biggest compliment as a it musician I think you biggest, could yeah. ever have. And outside of that, like venue wise, mm-hmm. um, I think one of the, the biggest venues for us that's like a bucket list kind of thing is uh red rocks in yeah yeah i get i get that answer a lot and it's i mean of course it's incredible have you been there i haven't been that's a a bucket list item to just go for me so yeah i've been to colorado and the west and montana my family has property up there and i just i love it it's absolutely breathtaking to stand in like and you can take photos of it, but the photos do no justice to yeah. the to the size and just the I don't know. It's just hard to explain unless you have been there. Yeah. And so I think to play on that stage um, with that backdrop and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it, and it's, it just seems like such a surreal surreal place. And uh, and uh, of course I want I want to play at um, the Ryman because the Ryman is such a historic. You know, yeah. that's where the Opry got its start, and it's just so many, many people. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's the birthplace of country music, right. you know, right. for the most yeah. part. And so to be able to, to play that venue is, like, would, would be right there with the Opry as well. So, yeah. But I kind of put the Opry and the Ryman in the same, together. In the same yeah. bucket together. So know. are you guys familiar with the Curse of the Ryman? No, no, <laughs> not, not a lot. Yeah. I've heard a few things. Yeah, it's it's a funny story. I don't believe in it, but I'm actually going to be doing a podcast episode about oh, it okay. here shortly. Okay. So yeah. you guys will be able to listen to that. Yeah, Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. love those like hidden gems that people don't find about music. So I covered Skull's Rainbow Room oh, okay. and oh, Printer's cool. Alley. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people didn't know the history behind it and like the artist list just in itself for Mm -hmm. that venue Mm -hmm. is insane um so it's been one of my favorite episodes that i've done so far probably next to interviewing you guys and jonah over the past few days so um again thank you for doing this but as far as like dream um kind of performances if you guys could walk up to anybody and say we are going to open for you who would it be well, I mean, for me, I, so I grew up in Western North Carolina, um, mm-hmm. in a little town called Hildebrand, North Carolina. It's a, it's a tiny, tiny little spot that you just drive by, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up eight or ten miles away from a little town called Granite Falls, mm-hmm. and that's where Eric Church grew up. Oh wow! And so I think for me, like I would, I would love the opportunity to open for for him just mm-hmm. because of the hometown connection and but I just love his music writing I think over the past you know 15 years or or so has is kind of unparalleled for me because yeah. it's such creative writing you know mm-hmm. I mean it, I I think his songs are just I love the the double meanings in his songs and the mm-hmm. you know I, I I just think that's such a creative thing and then to be able to take it and make it to where everybody can understand it mm-hmm. that's the hard part right because yeah. you can be real heady we call it being heady or whatever mm-hmm. and like being so in your head that you write something that nobody understands right. except it's you relatable. it's not relatable mm-hmm. but his are so clever but they're relatable yeah so, yeah yeah that's that for me i think that's one of the biggest 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, oh, there's so many I could think of right now. Uh, I've always been a fan of Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just such a powerful vocalist. And, yeah. you know, I, I think she's a good role model. And uh, I think opening for her could be really cool. And I don't know if she ever wanted to sing High Heel on the Pedal with me. I think that song is right down yeah. her alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got a very similar vibe. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think, you know, we... We love a lot of people that like a lot of group like uh, Lady A, right? Oh, we yeah. we think that our style is is very similar. So as much as we love them, I don't know that we would be a great fit to open for them because I feel like you know it would be the same right. the same thing. We so, would want to compliment. Yeah. yeah, I think Little Big Town would be fun. Yeah, Little Big Town would be fun yeah. too. So do you guys have like I call it a musical Mount Rushmore? I ask everybody this: like, where are your influences from? You've got four main faces on that mountain who are you putting up there good question well when we first started singing together um Mm -hmm. the civil wars were a big Mm -hmm. influence for us because we we basically tried to take the gospel um contemporary christian music harmonies and pull that into country music yeah um some of our earlier songs you can even uh if you listen to some of those songs they could easily be played in church on Sunday morning or in a bar on Saturday night, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like the civil wars would, you know, Mm -hmm. if we can put both their faces on one face, if we can cheat and (laughs) do that. Civil um, wars. Yeah. One of my choices would be, I have to say Chris Stapleton. I just, he's got the perfect combination of just the most incredible voice and his lyrics are so incredible and you put those two together and it's just so powerful i also just i love how bluesy he's definitely been one of my biggest influences because i I don't know i kind of have a bluesy kind of jazzy Mm -hmm. edge to our country music i feel like yeah so chris i'd put chris up there and uh yeah waylon jennings has got to be up there for me (laughs) because okay i you know i just think i think he was he was similar to a Chris Stapleton, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know that Waylon Jennings was ever, you know, I know he wanted to be a star, but it, it he came across as just, just being him. And that was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and had worldwide fame. I mean, you know, how, how yeah. can a person just be who they are and then mm-hmm. be that good? So, and then. Can I, can I choose one more? Yeah. You've got okay. one more. I think one I know more. who you're going to choose. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't oh, okay. think so. Oh, okay. Might right. surprise you. Um, I'm actually going to say Dolly Parton. Is that who you thought? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I would choose Dolly because she, she's just left such a legacy and has helped so many people. Mm -hmm. And that's one, one of our biggest goals, I think, is we just want to be successful enough to help other people be successful and like my mom having to scrape together money for me to have my first guitar like we want eventually to put together some sort of i don't know if it's a camp or a tutorship where underprivileged kids can get their hands on these musical instruments that Mm -hmm. maybe they don't have the opportunity to put their hands on and have a tutor or a teacher there to guide them and help them and and i think more specifically we we want to help people that know that this is what they want to do yeah. mm-hmm. um i don't think we're really i mean we yeah. we may end up doing a you know a kids camp or something yeah. like but that young but young adults and but, yeah, as well. yeah but younger artists that um 
that know that they were born to to perform yeah but they don't know where to start or they Mm -hmm. don't have the equipment they need or they don't you know know who to talk to or or connection or to be mentors to to musicians I really wish and I think that you know if you look at American Idol and you look at the voice and I think they did that on a on a a larger scope Mm -hmm. um but we really would like to do that on a on a more personable kind of intimate yeah level I guess you know Mm -hmm. um but to be able to to see the drive and see you know the want to be able to do what what we're doing now and we do it now yeah we're not waiting until right I mean we already like we've given away guitars to to kids and you know whenever we find someone I we were at a show one time and uh, a family invited us back to eat at a cookout that they were doing and one of their young boys uh, had been talking about wanting to learn ukulele and I had my ukulele in the truck and so I took it out and I and he was like will you teach me a few chords and yeah. so I taught him a few chords and it was it was just the coolest moment that we had yeah yeah I really love that a lot of your guys' story consistently circles back to giving back to people and sure. humanity and I think that that's I mean, lost on a lot of people sometimes yeah. so well, we would we're nothing like we're absolutely <laughs> nothing without people that listen to our music yeah, and people exactly. that that support us i mean without that it would just be us making music that we listen to and <laughs> right. i'm not sure how much fun that would be you know <laughs> yeah and so to i think that's been one of the biggest uh adjustments for us is accepting that we're artists mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. um but i think for a long time we we were just you know brian and leah and we were trying to be Velvet Rodeo, and and I think moving to Nashville and uh, having our our first album to to come out, and now, you know, random people are sending us video or yeah. mm-hmm. images like they. Uh, we had someone out kayaking, and they had their playlist in the kayak, and they were listening to Cerveza Summer yeah. and paddling oh, cool. down the thing, and it's so the surreal part is for three and a half years or three years uh, in order for someone to hear our music mm-hmm. we had to be there yeah you know and so it, that's uh now people are listening to our music and we're not there and yeah. so it's yeah. yeah now i think we're becoming velvet rodeo so i think that's really really cool yeah. so speaking of like your fan base and your audience members is there a favorite fan interaction or like a really crazy fan interaction that you oh. want to share? Because I'm sure working on Broadway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you guys are exposed to uh, all of it. We, we see a lot. We see a lot. We see so much. Sometimes I feel like we're just that mariachi band up there <laughs> and we just play through, you know, no matter what happens, we're just, you know, smiling and playing. and Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, I think I said earlier to me, like one of the biggest compliments is when someone sings your songs while Mm -hmm. you're singing. Yeah. Yeah. That is to me the greatest feeling of being an artist and being, you know, a performer Mm -hmm. is to look down and see someone and it could be the first time they've ever heard the song. Yeah. But by the end of bridges that I burn, they're, they're tagging on that. They're, bridges like they they're already singing along with you mm-hmm. or neon reason or yeah, any of right. the songs like it's so cool to look down and see people singing singing right. along so i think yeah. for me 
the coolest fan interaction um, has has just been, you know, seeing people sing along to your yeah. music or young kids that have listened to our music and then they know every word. They, so we oh, recently cool. did a reaction video to, yeah. uh, I think oh, she yeah. must be Seven, five or six. Six, yeah. Maybe she's six. Oh, wow. And uh, cutest little redheaded girl. And she was at one of our shows, I guess, and she heard me sing High Hill on the Pedal. Mm -hmm. And when she went home, she had her mom play it for her every day. Now she knows every single word. Oh my and gosh. Uh, her mother sent us a video of her singing it. She's even singing the guitar solo, which cracks me up every time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, knows every word to it. And that just, that makes my heart just yeah. overflow. Yeah. And we've also had two people now, this is crazier, I think, get our new brand, our Velvet Rodeo brand, yeah. tattooed on themselves. Wow. Yeah. I never, never yeah. thought that would happen. Yeah. Gosh, I asked Jonah yesterday, like, what's the craziest, like, thing you've signed? He's like, well, I've signed some women, and then I've, <laughs> I've signed an iPhone, which is, like, the weirdest, but okay. I, I think you guys win <laughs> with the tattoo the brand. Tattoo. I mean, it's yeah. so strange. I mean... So we had our, our song on the radio, on Nashville radio, Radio Sobro uh, is playing our song, Bridges That I Burned Here. Mm -hmm. And uh, th that was such an incredible feeling. But the tattoos, I, it's just nothing that I ever even thought of. Yeah. yeah. It's such a, like, accomplishment almost that it's like someone well, is in love with you that much well, that it's, it's on their also, body. Also, I want to say, you know, that's going to be there forever. Yeah. yeah. No, no pressure for us. Huge yeah. compliment. And yeah. neither of us have tattoos. So now Brian's feeling the pressure. He's like, maybe I need to go do it if the <laughs> fans are doing it. You know? Yeah. You'll yeah. have to live up to the fact that someone's branded. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. No none pressure. at all. Yeah. So as far as um, spots on Broadway to play. Is there like a favorite or are there any hidden gems in Nashville that you want to recommend to people just as locals now? I think one of the coolest opportunities that we've had since moving here, uh, we did a residency at Johnny Cash Bar. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the mm -hmm. third floor of Johnny Cash or no, second floor, second rather. Floor, yeah. uh, second floor of Johnny Cash. It's, uh, it's like a Johnny Cash church almost yeah. it's a shrine oh, wow. almost uh there's stained glass windows of and they all tell the story of his life mm -hmm. oh cool and there's uh his mantle and side cabinets are in, upstairs his like original, his original from yeah. his yes. house wow and the uh you know there's a bar up there but then the walk-in cooler is right next to the bar and mm -hmm. they've made it the facade of it look like uh Johnny Cash's uh, cabin that he grew up in, and there's a front porch on it. And oh, wow. um, so we were kind of featured for this, uh, you know, for this residency, and that was kind of a surreal thing because nice. it's also tied in with the Johnny Cash Museum, and so mm -hmm. we got to actually uh, take people through the museum and oh, cool. you know to see their reaction, and they'd never been in mm -hmm. the museum before, and yeah. you know, there's 60 years of his career in that museum mm -hmm. and yeah. uh and so uh the the person that owns johnny cash museum and, and the bar mm -hmm. also owns nudies and also owns rainbow skull room and oh uh, wow and, now yeah. John, and frank sinatra is now that just mm -hmm. opened above that his, and his name is bill and um we sang uh the first year we were here we sang it at nudies and mm -hmm. uh, bill just really 
we connected with him and, yeah. and he's just he's really great he's to just us a sweetheart and yeah he was uh lifelong friends with johnny cash and, oh wow and so um really funny story we we pushed out on our facebook and on all of our social media <laughs> last uh last halloween we asked people what they thought we should dress up as for okay. halloween yeah. yeah i gave them some options like they yeah. had three options to choose from and so um Bill chimed in and said that he thought we should be Johnny and June, which is a huge compliment coming yeah. from someone that was lifelong friends yeah, with Johnny absolutely. Cash. But the problem was Leah had already. Well, we we went with the fan vote. Yeah, we, we went, went with like what, and so we were Dolly and Willie Nelson. Dolly and Willie. For Halloween. <laughs> so then fast forward like a month, and we were playing upstairs at Nudie's, and uh, we had never met bill before um mm-hmm. so this you know stately gentleman comes upstairs and uh he's a very good looking man and uh he came up and he said it, we had just finished and uh, he's like is your tip jar still still here and i was like yeah it was right here and he, he put money in there and, and he sh- stuck his hand out he's like i'm bill and uh we're like oh my goodness so good to meet you mm-hmm. and he said um you know, I'm really disappointed that you guys didn't do Johnny, <laughs> Johnny and June. June. And he looks at me just dead in the eyes. And he yeah. said, I had a Johnny Cash shirt I was going to let you wear. And I was like, if you could have mentioned that. Have said that. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, was kind of surreal. But. Oh, you There's always so this Halloween. Always yeah, this Halloween. I was about to say, um, yeah. have yeah. you <laughs> told yeah. them maybe? Hey, hey, yeah. you're gonna do we're it this we're year. happy to do it this year. Yeah. Because we've had some people actually i mean it's a such a huge compliment but they've we've had a lot of people tell us that we're like the modern day johnny and june and the biggest which is a huge compliment yeah and so uh you know not that anybody could ever fill those shoes but it's it's a huge compliment yeah i think that's really cool i see it for sure Uh, obviously you've got your own flair we do that's that's the beauty of it for sure it is yeah Yeah. so i'm actually going to start wrapping us up okay but i have one fan question that i always like to ask because it's very funny but you guys are going to answer for each other oh okay (laughs) so it depends okay so you have it can't be the rules are your answer can't just be because it's your favorite thing so if you or you were an ice cream flavor what would it be and it has to like correlate with your personality are we answering for each other yep okay chocolate why because it's a classic and he will not get any other flavor (laughs) ever (laughs) he is a chocolate fan i mean it's like a tried and true yes yeah tried and true not not quite so you know not vanilla but (laughs) classic classic and boring i'm classic and boring when i think of you i think chocolate ice cream it's hard not to it's hard not to yeah (laughs) yeah um wow uh What's the, what's like the, is it Superman? Like, you know, the, is it Superman? The bright blue one? Well, it's like got different things mixed in it, right? I don't, I've never heard of the Superman. So I'm trying to think of, of a, an ice cream that is like, 
has so many things wrapped up in oh one flavor. It's like a cold stone with just like all yeah, the mix in. where they mix in everything. Like that to me is what Leah is because oh my gosh. she, <laughs> like she's strong, but she's sweet, you know, yeah. and she's Aww. talented, but she's also very meek and, and genuine. Yeah. And she's amazing at performing on stage, but then she's also very approachable. Mm -hmm. So like to me that, that, you know, yeah. yeah. Cold stone, a cold stone mix up ice cream that yeah. has everything in it. Yeah. Wow. You just went way deeper with the ice cream I'm answer sorry. than I did. I did. I'd like yeah. to change my answer. <laughs> Too late. Chocolate boring. That's me. I said you weren't boring. I said you weren't vanilla. You were. <laughs> yeah. It could have just been oh, vanilla. Could have just been vanilla. Yeah. I guess. So like you got to give her some credit there. Oh no. So is there anything else that you guys like want people to know uh, do you want to talk about maybe the beer and the upcoming album before we close out? Sure. So yeah, we're I mean we're um, we are working on songs now for our next yes. album and we're super excited. We live on a which we didn't really talk about, but we we live on a 1964 GM bus that we renovated, mm -hmm. and yeah. so uh, we're going to be headed heading to North Carolina um, for most of the month of August. We're in North Carolina and Ohio. Uh, and we're trying to, to put together uh, kind of a fundraising tour, I guess, yeah. is a lack of a better term, um, so that we can raise the money to um, to make some upgrades and changes to the bus that we need to make. And, right. Yeah. Right. And raise um, money for the for the and, new album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty pretty costly to <laughs> to uh, make an album, and then you know now with streaming stuff, we don't really make that much off yeah. of streaming, and so. Yeah. Uh, next to nothing off streaming so um so we're trying to do that we're um you know working on a lot of things and then we're really working towards a goal next year to have a bigger uh spring summer fall tour mm -hmm. uh, and that's why we want to make the changes that we need to make to the bus to to make sure that we can travel and, yeah. and go to to kind of make a new fan base in, yeah. in different areas so that's really the the biggest upcoming things Awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys again yeah. for joining me on the mixtape. And if anyone has any questions for you guys, I will send them oh, to you as a do. welcome follow-up. Yeah. Um, so, guys, if you hear this, please go to the website, miasmixtape.com, fill out all of the contact form information, and then just put in the subject line, Velvet Rodeo, and I'll get those questions to these guys for That's you. Awesome. Yeah. So that is all for today, and I wanted to thank you guys for joining me on another episode of the mixtape. Absolutely. That is it. And that's a wrap on another episode of The Mixtape. We hope you've enjoyed the ride and discovered some new tunes along the way. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials to stay updated on future episodes and join in on the conversation. Until next time, keep the music playing and never stop rocking.